Hey everyone. How many times have your friends recommended a vitamin or a treatment or some natural health awesomeness that changed their life? Probably a lot. Blue Hive Health was designed to take that friendship to the next level. On this podcast, Giovanna and Stephanie will spend time debunking myths and introducing you to the latest in health and wellness treatments, all to support you and your family. Welcome to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Blue Hive HealthCast. I am one of your co-hosts, Giovanna, and I'm here again with another show that I'm really excited about. You know, this has been a really difficult year for a lot of us. It has been a test of our faith. It has put... um, sphere into the spotlight and it has really had us questioning how we live our lives and some of us have gotten caught up in the stress and fear and some of us have been able to transcend it but one of the things that's been true especially for me is I've really understood and noticed the importance of having my own spiritual practice right of having something that grounds me that makes me feel connected to something bigger than myself and even bigger than the pandemic and i know in the past when i have a real strong connection to this kind of workout um i feel better right life seems smoother and even though stress is still there i seem to ebb and flow out of it a bit better and i notice that when this is lacking I tend to get stuck more, right? I get stuck more in the stress. I get stuck in the drama. I get stuck in the emotions. And that might be true for some of you listening. And if it is, you're going to really enjoy this show this week. So I want to welcome to the show, Kate Ekman. She is the author of The Full Spirit Workout. And I'm going to sing her praises a little bit here. She's a Columbia University certified executive leadership coach. And she leverages her experience as a well-known communications, performance, and mindfulness expert and an accomplished entrepreneur to elite athletes to equip them with leadership skills and tools, with methodologies, and even an energetic boost that they need to excel at what they do best. Kate's work is rooted in neuroscience, positive psychology, and whole person coaching techniques. She's passionate about mindfulness practices for both brain and body health, and Kate is a meditation teacher and a course creator for Insight Timer the world's number one ranking free meditation app. You can get more information about her by visiting kateekman.tv. And in the meantime, you can listen to our conversation that we had so much fun recording just for you guys. I hope you get a lot out of it and that you too learn to develop a full spirit workout for yourself by the end of the show. Here we go. Kate, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you so much for having me. It's my absolute joy to be here with you. So I had to hurry up and press record because we were having such a good time before the recording. (laughs) I was like, um, we need to let the audience in on this juicy conversation. So let's go ahead and do that. Yes. (laughs) Well, talk to me about this amazing book and how it came to be the full spirit workout, which I don't know about anyone else listening, but I feel like I have gone through a workout this year and I feel like because of all the stress and trauma and everything, I've gotten a little bit away from my spiritual, you know, workout myself and I'm craving getting back into that. So I was so excited that you're going to be on the show today. Talk to us a little bit how this book came to be and where do we start? (laughs) 
Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We all need, and, and as the author of the book, I can say I need these workouts and exercises just as much as anybody. We teach what we need to learn. And just like physical fitness, there's never a day where you are able to say, I never have to work out again. We all know that we have to constantly mm -hmm. train our physical muscles to combat gravity and to uh, keep our muscles up. We don't work at keeping them up. They're going down. And it's not just about aesthetics. You know, if it were about just looking hot in a bikini, uh, uh, the big screw you misogynistic society, I would never work out. For me, it's about feeling really good in my body, feeling fit and strong and wanting to live a long, healthy life. And so the full spirit workout is a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym, but it's also about bringing your full spirit, your authentic power and truth, your passion, your presence to everyone you meet and to everything that you do. And I was a competitive swimmer for 17 years. Athletics was my life. And I knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete at a high level for so long. And as I went about my life and I had a forward-facing public career as a a model and TV presenter and journalist and, and all of the things. And I was achieving a lot of success in the outside world, but experiencing a lot of self-doubt and insecurity and anxiety on the inside, like most people. And I realized I was placing my worth in, in the externals, what I look like, how many jobs I'm booking, how much money I have, what material possessions possessions I own and so forth. And when I looked around, I realized I wasn't alone and that this was pretty much how everybody was choosing to live their life. And it's a symptom of our, our sick society. And when I lost two loved ones to suicide in one year, there was no longer a place to hide or pretend. And I had to get real. It was, it was a wake up call times two to to an extent. And it shook me to my core. And it wasn't just the grief of losing these two men that I loved. One was my ex-boyfriend. One was a best friend who I was on and off with in a relationship for 10 years. I mean, really the two loves of my life. And um, it was also bringing up fears in me that I, I was scared I was going to end up like them. And, um, you know, just all of my energy and thoughts placed on, you know, what people think and, and how much am I achieving and having to prove my worth. And I just, I, I couldn't go on living this way. And so having had that athletic background, I came up with a system that exercises our attitudinal muscles. So getting fit and strong and confident and resilient on the inside and, and building those strong mental, emotional, spiritual muscles. And I went back to school and got my master's degree at Columbia and learned all these whole person coaching techniques and neuroscience and positive psychology and just was really committed to finding the keys to a better way of living, not just for myself, but for my clients and for anyone that I interacted with and being able to offer these tools to everyone. And it's needed now more than ever. I think there's this misconception that there's something wrong with us if we're struggling or dealing with mental health issues or not happy all the time. And I'm just calling BS on all of it and, and really encouraging all of us to start getting really real with what's happening within us at our core and to stop pretending and, and to really to get fit. That's my mission in life is to get everybody spiritually fit. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Kate. You know, I, I truly believe down in my core that this is something, whether you're conscious of it or not, I, I feel like this is something that everybody is craving at some level. 
you know, I think it's why we fill our lives with a lot of distraction and social media. And in this, you know, day and age of isolation, we've been on our devices more and more. And it's, we're, I feel like we're always searching for something. And at our core, we're craving this relationship is how I call it to something bigger than ourselves, right? Absolutely. And and you see that when we, we think that the new job, the money, the beautiful house, the hot partner, the marriage, the kids, all of that stuff is going to fill us up. And we've also have all experienced that that's not the case because what happens? You, you get the million dollar contract or you, you get the hundred thousand dollar contract, whatever it is for you, you get the shiny object, you get the thing and you're happy for about 20 minutes. And then it's like, I want the next thing. I need the next thing. I'm still not feeling worthy compared to that girl on Instagram. I still don't feel enough compared to what my college roommate is doing or whatever. I hear, these are the things I hear all the time. And so what we have found, meaning those of us who have taken the time to research is that it's true. None of that stuff changes our well-being. It doesn't move the needle. What moves the needle or needle or what I call our spiritual vitamins, whether it's the act of savoring, um, gratitude visits, where you take the time to write a letter to someone who has profoundly changed your life, who you have never properly thanked changes your well-being immensely, changes their well-being immensely. And then it has cumulative effects. And when we're changing our well-being and we're feeling better, what do we do? We treat ourselves better. We treat everyone better, not just our spouse or our friends, but the checkout person at the store, the bus driver, whoever we come into contact with. You're not, you're not being a troll on social media because you hate yourself. So it has that really creates that that ripple effect that is so needed. And you know, it, it, it's simple. I don't want to say it's easy. It is like working out. You can have the best personal trainer and be at the fanciest gym, but the trainer can't do your sit-ups and push-ups and pull-ups for you. That's on you. But I've, I've made these exercises fun and, and they really build upon each other. And so just like physical exercise, you start to crave them because you just feel so much better or you're seeing the results. And one of my favorite results, I guess my favorite result that I, and I experienced it a couple of times already today, um, it, it, it gets to the point where it makes me cry happy tears because, you know, it's like you do all this work and sometimes you think, well, where's my re- return on investment? Where are the results? <laughs> Just like when you work out and you're like, where yeah. are my toned abs? You know, I'm putting in all this work. And then you think of the person who entered your life seemingly out of nowhere where you didn't have to try that person found you and they become your best friend. They become your future spouse. They become your future business partner. They become the person that helps you learn what it really means to be in a loving relationship or whatever it is. And you think, oh my gosh, how did that happen? But it's like, I know how it happens. I did all this work on the inside and I became the person who naturally attracts these incredible people and experiences and opportunities. Yeah. It's a, it's an inside job, right? And you're, you're so right that it's, I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's not easy, right? Like this is years and years. And I won't even say lifetimes of just being indoctrinated into looking outside of ourselves for validation, self-worth, all of these things, you know, as women, I know I can only speak to for this for myself, but I know this is true for a lot of women is that whole equation. And you mentioned this earlier about like, I'm only as worthy as 
you know, as young as I look, as thin as I am, as fit as I look, you know, all of that stuff that goes on. How do we begin, you know, women and men, how do we begin to take back that power from that over-reliance on getting our security from something outside of ourselves? Yeah. So it starts with realizing that we're doing that and you'll realize you're doing that because you feel like crap, (laughs) quite frankly, when you're comparing, when you're judging, when you're criticizing, when you are on that hamster wheel of never enoughness, you'll, you'll feel bad. You'll feel low energy, all, all of the things that we've all felt. Right. And so then it's acknowledging this isn't working. And then like a virus on a computer, that file that you have to drag to your trash can and delete, we have to delete those files and those beliefs that are lies. A a belief that says, I have to have 30 years experience to get a job that I like, or I have to be a size two to attract the kind of man I want to be with, or I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. Lies, 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 lies. So, um, and you don't want to make that true for yourself. So it's deleting that. And then cultivating characteristics from within your kindness, your compassion, your ability to be a great friend, you're loyal, you, you care about others, cultivating those inner characteristics that can't be taken from us and and spending more time there and getting comfortable there. But, and then, and then coming up with the the beliefs that are actually going to work for you. And it, it takes the conscious deliberate, intentional actions of unsubscribing from societal standards that tell us we aren't good enough and all of the messages that we're constantly being bombarded with and and recognizing them for what they are and not subscribing to it and spending that time to go within. There's a beautiful quote by Blaise Pascal that says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Hmm. And that's really been tested this past year. And you see how much people struggle when they don't have the packed schedule, when they have to sit quietly alone. The people that have to constantly be distracted by social media, TV, noise, chaos, drama, because it's uncomfortable to get quiet. You have to actually get to know yourself and check in with yourself. But that is the best tool for really getting clear on who you are underneath all the titles and labels and limitations and what you really want, not what you want. Cause that's, that's more of like what society says you should want what you really want. And that, that takes some, some quiet time to reflect upon and, and dig deep and, and figure out what that is and, and who you are. Yeah. And it's really confronting. I created a a program that I used to run my clients through. I still do actually. And I was in the process of of creating it as a a group program called the distraction detox. And every time Mm, I take people through, it sounds great, right? But every time I take them through the reality Mm. of what's distracting them and how to pull it out one by one, it's so confronting. And they're all like, like, gee, I, this is, I, I can't like all my stuff's coming up and it's like, that's the point, right? Is like, that's the point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, It comes up as a, as a detox, right? So it is uncomfortable. Think of a drug addict. We've all seen that, that scene in the movie where the heroin addict is, is getting off heroin and it looks terrible. And that's why no one wants to do it. And I'm not calling on any of us heroin addicts. Maybe some people listening are, and we have 
you know, compassion for that certainly and no judgment. We're all addicted to something, Mm -hmm. but it's, it really is that, that detox that is uncomfortable, but what's on the other side of that, a healthy life that you love, where you feel good and, and you're living out your purpose and you're using your gifts, not just for yourself, but for the betterment of your community in the world. So I get that this can all be challenging, but what's the alternative? Is it easy to feel like crap and and hate your life? No, it's Mm. not. The The comfortable uncomfortableness, right? Like it's like we get into that rut. Yeah. So I'm really comfortable with the term God. I'm really comfortable with the term goddess. I'm really comfortable with the term spirit, right? Like I'm, this is, you know, this is my world and it's kind of, I've, I was been a Course in Miracles student for many years and I've fallen off the wagon in the last few years for sure. So I'm comfortable with all of that. And so when I hear you talk about um, this idea of like a full spirit workout, it's like, oh yeah, like come on, Kate, like bring me in there. I want to connect back to this higher self, this higher source. How would you approach this with someone who maybe is listening, who maybe the, I don't know, the word spirit or spiritual is kind of confronting to them. How would you frame it for someone like that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's definitely something that I've thought about and God to me is love. So that's a synonymous Mm. term. I know God is a very loaded word for some and some people that grew up in a, a, a church that said, you know, it's not okay to be gay or, or whatever it is. And, and I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ community and I'm very sensitive to that. And so God to me is love. I, I choose to believe because it is the truth. And what I believe is that whether we believe in it or not, there is a higher power, a, a powerful force greater than us, always at play, always working behind the scenes, always guiding us, always supporting us, always giving us divine wisdom. We just aren't practiced at listening or we don't believe. And and you are certainly entitled to choose to live your life without believing in any of that. I have a colleague who is like that. And he believes, he says, I believe in nature. Like he gets that. And so I said, great. Well, what a powerful force, something Mm. that, you know, the flowers just grow. There's no trying or striving or, you know, wanting to be better than the tulips or, you know, I want to be like cooler than the rainbow. You see (laughs) my petals aren't as pretty as yours. (laughs) Right. They don't do that. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's whatever you believe in, but I invite you in to believe in a higher power. And I think everybody believes that they have a soul and that they have a spirit. You hear, you know, I use the term spirit of excellence. That's something that has, you know, that's the athlete in me that wants to do everything with excellence and really strive for greatness. I think people all say that they believe in soulmates so that it's deeper than that physical attraction where you feel a connection in your heart, in your soul. Like, gosh, this person seems familiar. Gosh, this person gets me. We all know that's much deeper than just, I think you're hot or I like your hair. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think people, and I, you know, I have a client who, cause I, I say it on my bio, I have a mind, body, spirit approach to coaching. When you take care of your inner world, the outer world takes care of itself. And, and this man said to me, you know, I'm, I'm not really into that, but I'm willing to be, or I'm interested. He, it, it piqued his interest. He was curious. And so while we're probably not going to talk about, or we don't talk about God in our sessions, we do talk about things like surrendering. So when we go through our goals and I say, I get to the end, I said, what's your surrender step? And in other words, how can you detach from the outcome? How can you release expectations? How can you lean into trust? So trust is a spiritual concept, but it's also 
an academic concept. When I wrote my research paper at Columbia, I talked about confidence stemming from the words to trust. I mean, that's just from language. That's just, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's academic. It's, um, you know, not spiritual and it's very spiritual and, and the practice of trust. I think people who aren't into God or spirituality or the word spirit, they can all get on board with that. And once they start experimenting with this practice of surrender and, and leaning into trust, they see how much it works for them. So call it what you will, but once you start just, you know, dipping your toe into the pond, or as I say, being willing, you know, our good intentions are not enough says the course of miracles, right? It's our willingness (laughs) is everything. So just being willing, being open. And I find that people are open and that colleague, by the way, um, you know, he is so into this. And I think some people are like closeted spiritual people or they're way more- I think so too. (laughs) Right? Or they're they're way more spiritual than they even know or realize or let on. And I see it by the way they speak and and talk and behave. And then just when you start living from this place without, you know, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just giving you the information, what has worked for me and so many others. And it's more of coming from a place of, just thought you'd like to know or try this on um, and letting people go at their at their own pace. But that's what I like about this book is I thought of this colleague, his name's Derek, who is a dear friend. And he's his learning and thinking style is all about data and, and analyzing numbers and statistics. He needs, he needs a research study that says this and then he'll believe it. So I infused a lot of that in the book. And that's why this book literally is for everyone. It has something for everyone. And I, I really was mindful of different people's um, thinking styles and preferences. Well, I can't wait to dive more into the activities on the book myself, because as I mentioned to you, I think before we hit record and even while we were recording, I have lapsed in a lot of my spiritual practices that have kept me sane and hopeful and connected to faith over the years. And um, it's very easy, I think, especially when we're in this global situation, it's very easy to get caught up in life and the fear and the stress and all of that. And you know, it kind of sets up a pattern. And so I'm curious if you have any tools you could share for the audience right now that are saying, you know what? Yeah, like I do want some of that, but I feel stuck in this pattern and I don't actually know how to get unstuck and kind of stretch myself into another side. Absolutely. And it's, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. That's one of the number one things I hear is I feel stuck. And, and, and I see you because I too have felt stuck. I think that's why um, I, I really like presenting this information because I'm not presenting from a place of this is the research. And there's certainly research in the book. I'm saying it from like, I get where you are. I see you because I have been there and I will go back to that place. I am not an enlightened master. I have to work <laughs> at it. I have to practice. Um, you know, today I, I was reading a section of my book. I needed that reminder like, oh yeah. And so I want to remind people that when you feel stuck, you have simply forgotten who you are. You have fallen asleep to the truth of who you are, that you are powerful, that you are magnificent, that you can do whatever you decide is important enough. And so sometimes I think it's all of just remembering that and being reminded. And that's why these tools and having a trusted friend, coach, therapist, 
author, something, a resource that you can turn to when you forget because you're human and you're going to forget because you live in a world that is going to convince you, you are all these things that you are not a world that will try to convince you. You aren't that powerful. You suck. You need to be this, that, and the other to be worthy, valuable, and loved. And it's, it's a lie. So remembering the lie and coming back home to your truth. And, and then when you are stuck, what do you need? You need some confidence. So every single person that I've worked with, um, whether they're, they're super confident perhaps at their job, but then they're admitting that they're not confident having an an uncomfortable conversation, for example, whether it's with a parent, a a coworker, whomever. And so I, I put together this, this research that I love. It's called the five P's of confidence and it's presence, patience, purpose, preparation, and practice. And and because I love you and I love your listeners, I'll give you two bonus P's and that is pause and person as in be a person. And I'll just, I can quickly go through them just for, for more clarity when you are feeling stuck and, and to really boost your confidence. And the confidence I'm talking about here is not performance confidence that we can all dial in or pretend for 10 minutes in the meeting or pretend to have it all together when we really want to cry in front of everybody or whatever. I'm talking about that inner embodied, unshakable, unbreakable confidence that comes from within. No one can ever take it from you. That's the confidence that can't be criticized or rejected. It's, it's pure. It's, that is the spirit. That is the soul. That's, that is perfect. And, and so it is good to return to that, that divinity within yourself. But when I say presence, I mean, being present, being fully there, not stuck in the past, not obsessing about the future, but being right where you are all there with whomever you're with, even if it's just yourself, but also bringing your presence. So you're present and bringing your presence, meaning you're showing up like you mean it, not half there. You got some energy, you got something to say and and really showing up to life with, with some excitement and enthusiasm. Patience is, is trusting the process. There's this beautiful 38 special song that says, hold on loosely. So I think there's this notion that we think if we just, you know, sweat and try hard enough to make it happen, we'll get our goals. But really when we're gripping onto someone or something so tightly, we're actually repelling it. So this is loosening our grip, of course, taking the actions that are going to help you achieve your goals, but then taking a step back, surrendering a bit, trusting that it's working out behind the scenes, this or something better, or even just different and and, and letting go a little bit. And that involves creating a new story or mantra for yourself. So instead of this is hard, I'm never going to get there. It's, I trust that I will get there in the right time, or I have everything I need to book this job and make this money, whatever it is for you. Mm -hmm. And then Purpose is so important because this is, this is our why and why is this important to you right now? And you will find that when you have a really strong why it will be much easier to achieve what you want or what you want or what you say you want to achieve. So this book, for example, my why was super strong. It was for Sam and Roth, my two friends that I lost. And for everybody who was struggling like them, everybody who needs some hope, who needs to remember to celebrate themselves and their lives. And when you are, you know, having a hard time or when you are stuck, when you are in self-doubt, 
if you can't do it for yourself, you know, show up for your colleagues, show up for your family, show up for a cause greater than yourself. And that will keep you going. And then practice, of course, when we, we have a repetition of behavior that leads to a repetition of habits that leads to results. And when we have results, we, we feel more confident, right? So being prepared, putting in the work and then practice. I think there's this notion that I should just be able to show up and it should all go my way. And I, Tom Brady always comes to mind, I think, because we're the same age and we were both big 10 athletes at the same time. And he's winning super bowls and my knees hurt when I go to Pilates. So, you know, I have a lot of respect <laughs> for this man <laughs> and I think of him and I, I think, you know, Tom Brady practices harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. And so being prepared in practice, you're going to be more confident. Pause is something that's come to me recently because spiritual fitness is not about grinding it out at the gym. It's about stillness and getting really centered and grounded on the inside. And so when you get that upsetting email, when things don't go your way, it's taking a pause and being non-reactive and either not needing to respond at all or, or waiting a moment before you reply to that person or before you say a comment that you can't take back that will tarnish the relationship forever. And then be a person makes me laugh. I have this incredible speaking coach, a man named Eduardo Placer, and I am a recovering perfectionist and I'm someone who um, was always obsessed with performance. And when I'm in that space, he says, just be a freaking person. So it's, it's stepping out of the need to be perfect. No such thing. Stepping out of the need to perform when all we really need to do is be a freaking person. Like he says, have fun with it, show up and do your best and let the rest go. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was great. I, I, I want to go back and listen to that and take notes uh, on that. It was awesome. So, I mean, we're at Blue Hive Health. We're all about the mind-body connection and how intricately you cannot heal the body without healing the mind and vice versa. I wonder, you know, what, what if anything, have you come past in your research and creating this beautiful work of art, I'm going to call your book. Um, what have you come across that reinforces some of this so the listeners can understand really like, this isn't just words, right? It's not just about like, yeah, it's cute and trendy to sound like, you know, build your spiritual muscles and, and your, and you know, your fitness with that. Something actually happens in the body when you're able to change that mindset and you're able to connect in this way. Have you come across anything that you could share with us? Sure. That's a great question. And, and thank you for what you said. I appreciate that. I, I think there is that thing too, where it's just like, oh yeah, or even like meditating or, or putting your well-being first. There's this notion that that's just some cute, fun luxury that yeah. must be nice for some people. <laughs> and I think, no. And and if I have any takeaway from this past year, it's that my putting my well-being first is, is a non-negotiable and um, it, it's, it's really for the betterment and, and to keep myself alive and functioning and not going to a dark place. And I recommend everyone do that, not because it's cool and fun and must be nice, but this is your, your health and then the health of those around you based on, on where you are. But, you know, I, I, I also realize it's, it's not enough to understand something intellectually. I think we all understand a lot of this intellectually. So why is it so hard to change or to grow or to achieve our goals? It's because we aren't putting it into practice. We, we know a lot of the things, but we aren't, we aren't implementing them. We aren't putting the head down to the heart, down to the hand and implementation and an action. And, you know, that's the thing about confidence too. You get more confident when you show up and do the thing because you, 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 delete the imposter syndrome because it's no longer, well, can I do this or who am I to do this? Mm -hmm. It's like, I just did it. So <laughs> I, I do 
to illustrate this point, it's one of my favorite points in the in the book, and it, it is a not a longer story, but I'll, I'll try to just condense it here for time's sake. But it, it's it's getting to the point where um, you move that that intellect down into the heart and into the body, so you know it in your bones. For example if you've been driving for a while, you know, I'm sure most of your listeners are a little older than 16, but you know, you get into the car (laughs) and we hope, (laughs) but hi, 16 year olds, we love you too. Um, you know, you don't, you don't think about it. You don't get in and say, okay, now I'm going to put my foot on the brake. You just, you get in and drive because you've done it so many times. So it's, it's deeper than just in your intellect. It's in your body. You, it's just unconscious competence as Stephen Covey calls it. Right. Great. Love it. Are you, I think of Prince playing the electric guitar. Oh my gosh. It looks so effortless, but he's just, it's in his body. Think of your favorite athlete. Again, you have to be present. You have to be there, but I I share a story in the book and I, this, when this, I call it divine wisdom an intuitive download, a hit, whatever you want to call it. But it, it said being okay, if it happens and okay, if it doesn't is a very powerful place to be. And Mm. those words came to me after another rejection that, uh, that was very disappointing that I'd experienced. I consider myself the rejection specialist. I've experienced You're Teflon so- now, Kate, you're Teflon. <laughs> I experienced so much rejection, but, um, what was powerful about those words is that when I heard them, I, I not only understood intellectually, I said, Ooh, yeah. Like I felt it in my bones. And what I was able to do is to really surrender and surrender this, this goal. And, and even just saying out loud, you know what? My life is full as it is. I don't even have time to do this project right now and just released it and really looked up at God and the angels. And I'm like, you guys figure it out. Like I, whatever, but I I'm no longer willing to obsess about this or, or again, hold on so tightly that I'm repelling this. And so when I actually got it on a deeper level, I, I got the result almost immediately. And, and the result is this book that people can now read. And it was the rejection was from another publisher who rejected me in the 11th hour for whatever reason, when my agent and I thought it was a done deal. But when I heard those words and really put it into practice, it was just two or three weeks later that I was on a phone call with my agent and my now editor, Georgia, and, and my publisher, New World Library. And you know, it's kind of that what those things, what do we say? You can't make this stuff up, but it's just a nod to this stuff works. If you do, it's just like, if you go to the gym every day and work out, you are going to be fit, but you have to actually work out when you go to the gym, you can't just prance around in your cute outfit. And the same with this, (laughs) it's not enough to post the cute inspirational quote by someone else on your Instagram. First of all, I encourage you to post your own quote and your own thoughts. Cause I'd love to hear what you think, but it's just like, it's not enough to post the quote and to be like, Ooh, yeah, that's good. You have to put those words into practice. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And you made me think of, um, my friend years ago said to me, you know, she said, rejection is God's protection. And I like to think about it as it's God's redirection, right? It's like, not this way. It's a detour this way, right? 100%. Yeah. Well, and that's what brought you here to the podcast is my, my connections to the publishing world there at, at new world. So fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love it too. And I just, I love when you can see these concepts and practices play out because we all want our return on investment, right? So you have to look at it as 
yeah, maybe your first time through the book and, and going through these concepts and practices, you might not get a result instantly. You may, I, I think you will, um, if, if you really are, are showing up and, and getting practiced at it, but it does have that cumulative effect over time where then your default setting becomes these core belief systems. So you just automatically attract these things. You really, you really don't have to try so hard. That's more of where you're maintaining. So workouts are seeming more enjoyable. You can go in for your 20 minute, you know, quick workout as opposed to the more daunting one when you're, you're really trying to kick off your, your workout routine. So I just, you know, take baby steps, be gentle on yourself, but it, this stuff, it, this stuff works. If you do, I just, I can't stress that enough. Mm -hmm. It does. I mean, and I think sometimes we want to see something so blatantly tangible in front of us. And sometimes doing this work, it's like you said, it's cumulative and it's not necessarily tangible right away. But if you keep at it and you have faith that it's going to shift something within you, eventually it does do that. So I, I absolutely love that you're here. I love that you've shared this with us. For everyone listening, again, the book is called The Full Spirit Workout. You have to go check it out. Woohoo! Woo Where else <laughs> could we find you? Where can we find out more about you and, and your work and share with the audience how we could find you on, on the interwebs? Sure. I'm at kateekman.tv and Ekman is E-C-K-M-A-N. I would love to connect with you there. That's where I am on social media throughout. And for more information on the book, it's the full spiritworkout.com. So please come say hi. Tell me that you quote unquote met me here and um, are a big fan of G. I am a huge fan of yours. I can't wait to get coaching. We, you know, we got on the phone and I'm, I just, I'm already, I'm like, please send me all your info. I can't wait to hire <laughs> you as my coach and work together. And that's the other message too. When you are in your purpose, when you're, you're showing up and doing your thing, this, this conversation meeting you is just such a perfect example of you literally meet the people you're supposed to meet who are going to serve you on your journey. You know, what is that saying? I think Martin Luther King said, he said, on your journey, mighty companions will join you. And that's another indication Ooh, you're I on the right path. I know I just <laughs> have to shake. I'm shaking it out. I'm shaking it out because that's the other thing too, is that they will, they will join you and they will, that they will help propel your, your vision and your, and your purpose. And so keep going. I know it's, I know it's a tough time. Please be gentle with yourself and, and keep going. And I just, I, I'm so honored to be here and invite anyone in on this journey of self-discovery. Well said. Thank you so much again for being here, Kate. It was, uh, it was great speaking with you. This is, this is a conversation that is much, much needed. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Blue Hive HealthCast. Did you get an insight from this episode or learn something new? Consider sharing it with a friend. If you love the show, we'd appreciate it if you subscribed via iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite shows and give us a rate and review. Visit us at bluehivehealth.com for more information on our programs and services.